Welcome to As I Live and Grieve, a podcast that tells the truth about how hard this is. We're glad you joined us today. We know how hard it is to lose someone you love and how well-intentioned friends and family try so hard to comfort us. We created this podcast to provide you with comfort, knowledge, and support. We are grief advocates, not professionals, not licensed therapists. We are you. Today we are speaking with Rob Gutro. Rob is an author, ghost tracker, medium, and scientist. Rob considers himself an average guy who just happens to be able to communicate with those who passed. He is a medium on IGT, the inspired ghost tracking team of Hanover, Maryland. By trade, he's a meteorologist, so he tries to explain ghosts and spirits with science. He's had the ability since he was a teenager, and it has improved over time. He has his first experience as a teenager when his grandfather appeared to him. Since then, his abilities have developed to the point where he can sketch out ghosts and get names and other information. He also wound up living in a house that was haunted. In 2005, Rob's late puppy became the world's best canine communicator and inspired Rob to write his first book. He has written four books and is currently working on three others. His breakthrough book, Ghosts and Spirits, provided similarities and differences between the two entities. Rob participates in private paranormal investigations, helps ghosts cross over, and has provided countless messages from people or pets as ghosts or spirits. Each week, he receives emails from around the world from grieving pet parents. His books include Pets in the Afterlife, Pets in the Afterlife 2, Lessons Learned from Talking to the Dead and Ghosts and Spirits. Rob's books have reached bestseller status on Amazon.com in various paranormal categories. All are available in paperback and ebook on Amazon.com. Rob and his husband, who is also a member of IGT, have worked with Dachshunds and Weimaraner Rescue since 2008. They have two Dachshunds and a Weimaraner. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of As I Live and Grieve. Sit down, grab your coffee or a glass of wine because you're really going to enjoy today's guest. We have with us today Rob Guttrow. He's a medium and he specializes in messages from our departed friends, furry friends. So, Rob, before I go too far, would you give our listeners a little bit of your background? Sure, Kathy, and uh, thank you, and thank you, Stephanie, for, for having me on. I, by trade, I'm actually a scientist, I'm a meteorologist. So, Science is the foundation of the paranormal in the way that I look at things. Since I was a kid, I was able to get messages from people who passed. And when I lost a puppy in 2005, he opened the door for me to communicate with animals from the other side, domesticated animals, cats and dogs and horses and birds and so forth. I'm also a paranormal investigator. And I'm also a dog dad and a dog rescuer. We've been doing dog rescue for 10 years, too volunteering. So I try to keep busy. That's really interesting. Now, you state in your material that you are a medium. Yes. We've had a psychic medium as a guest before. Is there a difference between psychic medium and medium? There is. So a psychic medium has two gifts. So they are psychic and they're also medium. So a psychic means that they can communicate or they can tap into the energies of the past, present, and future, and they can use that gift to tell you what, what, like what job you could take, uh, what car you should buy, if you should move. I can't do that. As a medium, I can only talk to people and pets who passed. 
All right, so you can talk to people and pets both. It doesn't distinguish between one or the other. Yes. Now, how do you know when a pet or someone, anyone, is trying to reach you? Or do you start searching for someone? So I don't search for anyone. That's a great question. Um, they actually come to me. So there's a difference between a ghost and a spirit, by the way, and I can highlight those. And they sense who can sense them. They'll come to me. Um, I also do readings where I ask people to send me a photograph of their person or their pet, the name of the person or pet, and any questions they have. And then I communicate with the person or pet and answer all the questions as best that I can get answers from them on the other side. So I use pictures. Okay, that's that's extremely interesting. And of course, the writer side of me, the crazy creative side of me thinks, I mean, is there a directory or how do you <laughs> how do you reach a specific pet? Let's talk furry friends because that's what I want to talk about today. How do you reach a specific animal? So I mentioned that uh, this is really all in the foundation of energy. And um, in order to, to understand that, what I've come to know is, as a medium is that what happens after we pass is that the energies that are within us, the physical energies like blood pumping, cells splitting, etc., combine with our thoughts, our, our memories, our personality, and the knowledge that we, we acquired from this life. And that energy, that's like energy with the consciousness. So at that point in time, we either choose to stay here on Earth at a fixed location, and that's what I call a ghost, or we cross over and join the energies on the other side through the, through the tunnel of light, and uh, that's what I call a spirit. So spirits are on the other side. They can come to you anywhere, any place, any time in the world. Ghosts can only talk to you at a fixed location of their choosing, like a house or a prison or a hospital. So is there is there something that they have to to do to be, or or is it up to them to just stay here as a ghost or be a spirit? So ghosts make the choice to stay, and often they make the choice to stay for a number of reasons. They uh, they may may have unfinished business, or um, some of them actually. I find that the ones that are more even devout to their uh, religion tend to be more afraid to cross because they fear judgment on the other side. And there really isn't. Every spirit I've talked to said there's nothing but love and peace and forgiveness on the other side. So some people have stayed behind uh, out of fear. So my advice to everybody is when you see that tunnel of light cross over <laughs> because you'll be stuck in, in a place for eternity and only mediums can hear you if you're lucky enough to run into one. I have never heard that before. I'm gobsmacked, <laughs> <laughs> sort of. And and in all honesty, I feel like a little child asking you these questions. I I feel like I might be asking a grown-up <laughs> adult these questions because they are just too amazing for me to begin to comprehend. Well, so, it's pretty crazy it, for me too. My wife, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. What type of messages do you hear? So from ghosts, earthbound ghosts, I always hear help me. If you listen to any of those those uh, paranormal programs on television, they always do recordings. And most of the recordings say help me. And the reason they want help is they want help to cross over into the light. 
after a certain amount of time, they lose the ability to figure out how to do that. So that's why mediums and paranormal groups come in and they help them cross over. But spirits always have messages of love and support, sometimes warnings. Um, spirits, so spirits of our loved ones, people or pets, will only come to us, number one, to let us know they're okay. Number two, to tell us, um, to nudge us to do something, maybe drive a different way on the way home from work so we avoid an accident. Um, and number three, um, they, they also help guide us to do things. So one of the things I've found about pets is that they will help you pick out the next pet that you are to adopt. And then they will actually train that new pet to have a habit that they did when they were alive. So you'll realize oh the gosh. pet in spirit is training the new pet. So have I any of you, have you, have you experienced that? I don't know. I guess I would have to think about it really. Cause I'm not sure. <laughs> I never, I don't know. I don't know that I've really paid any attention because I've never, I, I guess it's similar. Like, well, when you brought up that, like, Spirits will help guide you to, you know, go a different way or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was wondering, does, and this is going to sound like a stupid question. Are people aware maybe that someone is guiding them or is it does it just come to them as like their own thought? Like, oh, I should take a different route home. That's a great question. And the answer is both, really. Okay. So for, for people who are skeptical about um, sensing spirit, yeah. they'll just attribute it to them themselves. For people who are, <laughs> <laughs> so for people who are more open, you know, a little more open to it, um, sometimes they can actually feel somebody in, you know, in in the car with them. Um, I can't tell you the number of times I've spoken to people who have said they've seen like a shadow of their dog in the back seat or on the front seat. And um, in in one instance, and one of the other things that people do too, uh, I'm sorry, spirits do, is that they lead us to somebody that looks like them so that we know that they're with us. And that could be a pet or a person. Many times people who have lost pets have seen pets that resemble their pet and their unique markings. So um, it's not just anything. I did talk to one woman who said that she said her mother passed away. And uh, two months afterward, she was driving and she saw a woman who looked exactly like her mother driving a car. She said, I was compelled to follow her for a mile. And then I realized I was, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she said, she's going to call the police on me. So she pulled over. <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness. Well, now, do you think it's possible? Again, I feel like a child, so forgive me. Do you think it's possible that the path that led me to you has some connection between the Weimaraners and the Dachshunds. Mm -hmm. That's in my what life. I was just thinking. Yeah. So <laughs> now that's right? scary. <laughs> Look yeah. at you two. <laughs> yeah. Because because when I saw the cover of your book, I I thought, yeah. oh my gosh, you know, it it looked just yeah. like Bo. So yeah. So my pets in the afterlife three. Uh, book that just came out um, is about messages from spirit dogs. The other ones are about dogs and cats and horses and birds. But this cover is very personal to me because our Weimaraner Dolly and our Dachshund Franklin both passed in 2020. They were both 
16 years old. And, and they both passed of the same thing. Um, so, which was odd. It was a, a disc that slipped. Um, and they came through, after they both passed, they came through with many, many signs that are included in the book. So what I find is that if you have a wine runner or a dachshund in spirit, they will lead you to the book in some way. It may come up on your Amazon feed or something like that. Is that what happened? It didn't just come up in an Amazon feed. I was just looking for new books that were out that had any correlation to death. I was looking for a potential podcast guest. And your book was at the top of the list. Well, well it seems to me like you had a little nuzzle <laughs> to that to find that book. I a little wet it. nose pushed it. you that way. <laughs> a little wet nose. You know, I welcome it very much. When you mentioned how your spirit animal might help you find your new pet and maybe even teach them something, whether it's favorable exactly. or not, but teach them something. Is it dog to dog, cat to cat? Can it be dog to bird? It could be. Although a dog did not um, really associate with birds in their physical life, it would be more difficult for them. But I will tell you that they can influence, they can influence birds, insects, animals like squirrels and rabbits to behave erratically or oddly. And it's only when that happens, when they behave oddly, that they're likely being influenced by a spirit. And usually it's tied to a birthday, an anniversary, or a holiday. Just because they want you to know that they're thinking. Exactly. So just like people, people usually communicate. You know, you pick up the phone uh, and call somebody on birthday, anniversary, or holiday. The reason pets do that is because they can sense the change in our emotional energy. Pets read energy as energy beings, as spirit. They can actually read emotional energy. And, you know, they know you when you're sick, when you're happy, you're sad, you're mad at them. They can also know that when your mood is elevated on a birthday or anniversary or holiday, and that's when they come and make a, a message to you. It's all about energy. Yeah. I read on your Facebook page about there's <laughs> they basically dogs are like three to five year olds, which I found yes. so funny because I be, I call all of my dogs, especially my two dachshunds, toddlers. They're like toddlers. <laughs> so it's so funny to read that. So, yes. So, so as a scientist in my, in all my books, I have to have a baseline, uh, um, a scientific baseline to understand how they're able to communicate with us. I cite Dr. Stanley Corrin, who's written a couple of books about dogs. He has dogs as well, and he, and he does a lot of behavior, um, behavioral science. So he assessed that dogs have a, the intelligence of a three to five-year-old human child. Because when you think about it, we raise them the same way. We take them to school. We treat them to play well with others. We, treat them, we t teach them how to go to the bathroom. We teach them when dinner time is. We teach them English words. And sometimes we use um, hand signals and so forth. So they're really as intelligent as a three to five-year-old child. And that's why when we lose a pet, it's really emotionally devastating to us because we raise them like a human child. And as humans, children are not supposed to outlive us. But physically, dogs only have a lifespan of up to about 15 years. And that's why it hurts so much. It's, that's a, a great perspective. 
on that whole issue of why when our pets die, why it hits us so hard. Um, I like that. I'm going to repeat that, but I will certainly attribute it to you. That's uh, that says so much. Thank you. Because. I I really you know I really had to think about that, and I came up with that. Um, you know, after I read that they're like three to five year old children, that really struck me. Um, another interesting bit of science that I want to mention real quickly for your listeners is that I also cite science from Dr. Gregory Burns. Now he's a neuroscientist in uh, Emory University in Atlanta, and he was tired of hearing people say that animals have no souls. As a matter of fact, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. (laughs) Well, there are people that do. Uh, There are people that are taught that. And so what a soul is, is memories, personality, and knowledge. That's what it is, combined with energy. That's what a soul is. And every living thing has one. So he took his dog and other dogs in his laboratory. He trained them how to sit still for MRIs. He did brain scans with MRIs. When with each lab, uh, lab person that had a dog and they approached the strangers approached the dog versus the pet parent. And he found scientifically the caudate section of the brain lit up that, that shows love in a human lit up in a pet as well. Aww. So he is scientifically able to prove that pets feel the same emotions wow. that humans do. Oh my gosh. And what was his name again? Gregory, Gregory Burns. Burns. Yeah. He wrote a book called, uh, that is very uh, I think, How Dogs Love Us. Yeah. So th- see what you get when you talk to a scientist? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I like that because that's what helps me fully right. understand something. I honestly think that a lot of my skepticism, not just with paranormal and, and things like that, but just my general skepticism at times comes from no one has offered me any scientific basis. I, I've not really had anything explained. And recently, I have heard a lot more about energy than I think I have in the first part of my life. So now that there's all this energy connected to different things, like energy with spirits and everything, things are beginning to fall into place. They're beginning to make sense to me when they never have before. I can help make a little more sense of that. Please, Um, please. So when we become energy as a ghost or a spirit, they use two different types of energy to get strong enough to communicate with us. Think of a ghost or a spirit as a light bulb that's turned on with a dimmer switch that's all the way down low. It's very, very dim, so you can't see it. That's basically what a ghost or a spirit is. But when you provide that energy, then they can light up, if you will, or get strong enough to communicate. And they use physical energies and emotional energies. Both use heat, light, water, and electricity. That's why they affect the electricity, if you have running water, running water near a town like a river, there tend to be more haunted towns. And emotional energy is where they differ. So ghosts use negative emotional energy like fear, anger, anxiety, depression. Those things will fuel a ghost. So if you go into a house that's haunted and you're anxious, you're giving that ghost power enough to move something and scare you. Spirits of our loved ones who passed, including pets, use love, faith, and hope. So if you love them, they're going to be strong enough to come back and visit. So it's all about energy. Mm. Mm. And there's a law we have in science that they don't, (laughs) most scientists, except for me, don't apply to paranormal, but I do. It's called the law of conservation of energy. And it states that energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be transformed. So when our physical body dies, we transform into energy with a consciousness. 
And there you go. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, let's circle back to messages again. <laughs> messages. So someone contacts you, mm-hmm. sends you a picture of one of their pets mm-hmm. that they love dearly. And I think you mentioned they will give you some questions. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm not sure maybe what questions you might ask a pet, but I'm sure if I thought about it for a while, I could. And then you will contact that pet. Yes. Through your mediumship. Okay. Do your questions to the pet ever go unanswered? Or do you ever get more information than you really ask for? Oh, I always get more information than I ever ask for. (laughs) Much more information. So when people write me, they expect to get one or two lines. It takes, sometimes I'm at this computer 30, 40 minutes sharing information. Because our pets observe us every single day. And it's amazing. There are a number of things that, that people really have to think about. So when I, when I do give messages, it's from the pet's perspective. And there are people on the other side that always greet your pet. So they will either describe them or name them. And if you can't put, make sense of the name, it could be a relative, a distant relative, or the friend of a friend who may have just passed over. And oftentimes that, that, that happens. In one particular instance, a a dog described a uh, a grand his grandfather, if you will, and he said he was wearing uh, a red and black checkered shirt. And he showed me multiple images of this this gentleman, and he said, "This is what he always wears." And I just so I I typed that, and I thought that's weird. And the, the woman wrote me back, and she said, "That's my grandfather. He only had red and black checkered shirts in his closet. That's the only shirt he wore." And she said, how did you know that? And I said, well, your dog told me. <laughs> oh, so, wow. so crazy thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering. So my grandma passed away. She, mm-hmm. We lived with her when I had um, my male Weimer in her. And mm-hmm. she, she loved that thing more than she would probably admit to. <laughs> and she had that dog trained yeah. so where she would have an apple or popcorn, or the second she popped that tuna fish can in the automatic can opener, he came running because he knew he was going to lick the can. So mm-hmm. are you able to, is that one of the questions that a lot of people ask? Like, are you able to find out if like, you know, my dog is with my loved one or whatever that has passed as well? Yes. So someone could find that out too. Yes. Yeah. Usually the pet will show me. Um, so when I communicate with a pet, I, as a medium, I can hear, see, feel, smell, and, and telepathically connect with somebody on the other side. Okay. The smelling part can be dangerous. <laughs> let me just tell you that. Uh, <laughs> especially when you're dealing with a dog. <laughs> and I will say that that was one of the signs that our, our 16-year-old Dachshund Franklin shared after he passed because there was nobody in the room. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we knew it was him. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh dear. So this is a funny side to spirit. Right. Yeah. right. So this whole concept we have about when someone passes, they go to be with someone who has gone before them. Yes. That can be true. That is absolutely true. So the two dogs that my husband and I had, when he died, they died. One died one year, almost to the day when he died, and the other one died, was it maybe a year later, I think, 
again, about a month from, from that date as well. So it's very likely that they have gone maybe in search of him. They're all together. So as energy, it's easy, very easy for them to connect with each other. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so your grandmother is definitely with your Weimaraner. Okay. Yeah. That's incredible. That's so funny. That's absolutely incredible. So I'll, I'll share an incredible story that's um, in one of my Pets in the Afterlife 3 books, if you might. I have a number of crazy stories, but um, in one particular story, um, a gentleman wrote me and he lost his black lab. And um, he, uh, asked me for, he asked me a couple of questions and I answered the questions. And then then his lab, I think his name, lab's name was Blake. And his Blake gave me the number 512. And Blake said, this number is very important. It's very personal. So I asked the gentleman, I think his name is David. Is that a date? Is that the time he passed? Is that his birth date or passing date? Or does that mean anything? Is that your house number? And he, he couldn't make any, any sense out of it. Well, he wrote me eight, eight months later. And he said, you may not remember me, but I'm the guy that you gave 512 to. And um, he said, I figured it out. He said, I am a physician and a patient came into my, um, into my practice and he had suffered from collapsed lung. And he said, when I went to write the medical code, it was 512. My dog passed from huh. a collapsed lung. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. That's so, that's so interesting. <laughs> Yeah, so how would right. a dog know a medical code? Right. I mean, you know, really. Because his dad is a doctor. Yeah. So my my books are filled with all kinds of crazy stories like this. And you know, sometimes I even have asked I've been asked how my pet passed. And that's kind of a hard thing for me. And actually in one instance a woman named Ginny lost four Westies within a couple of years. And she asked me, she said they were all mysteriously died. And every single one of them came forth one at a time and told me how they passed. And she acknowledged every single thing that they said. And, and that, that just blew me away. You know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting at a computer and I'm talking to dogs in spirit. And I have no idea who the pet parent is, where they live, what country they're in, um, you know, what their house looks like. Um, and I've talked to, I've given readings to people all over the world. Right. So, you know, I, I, I don't know what a house looks like in Thailand. So, <laughs> so you're just, type, you're just typing this stuff up that these pets are telling you. You're like, I hope this makes sense to someone. <laughs> That's exactly what I say out loud every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, when, when you receive these messages, does it come to you in the form as if someone is speaking to you? Or is it just kind of sensations that you have to interpret? It's both. Um, it's really both. And uh, some of, one of the tricky things that I've learned is not to assign a relationship to the person that I'm being presented or the dog that I'm being presented. Um, I made that mistake in, uh, at one time and I said something, uh, a gentleman was someone's grandfather, turned out to be their uncle. But he looked like a grandfatherly figure to me. And she didn't make, she didn't understand it until... A week later, when she talked to her dad, and her dad said, "That's my brother, <laughs> uncle." So okay. yeah, I have to be careful. 
My goodness. And you have you have three I books? I do. And I've got two more Pets books in the queue. Mm. The next Pets oh. in the Afterlife 4 is going to be messages only from cats. Because three yeah. is only from dogs. <laughs> now these readings that you do, I was I was skimming through your Facebook page, and I noticed that you do some readings. I don't know if that was a special through email, or is that typically how you do them? That's typically how I do. Okay, them. all right. Uh, I I can't do them on the phone because I'd be on the phone for like three hours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I have a job. Right, right. Okay. So you... Yeah, and it it's really so to me. It's it's. I need time to concentrate and, and uh, connect to the pet. And the, the only way I can do that is in total silence. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, um, I've been watching the clock, hating that the numbers keep changing as quickly as Oh, they my do. gosh. So we are, <laughs> I know. I, you know, this is fascinating. I could, I could talk to you all day. I think I've had most of my questions answered, but I know as I think about it and as I read your books, um, I know I will have more. So don't be surprised if you get an email <laughs> from me. Uh, at any rate, before we wrap up, Rob, we want to offer you some time to speak directly to our listeners. We do have an international audience. Love everybody out there. Thank you. And just without Stephanie or I interrupting with questions, give you a few moments of time just to speak directly to them and let them know about your books. Let them know about anything you would like them to, to know about, your website, your services, and all that good stuff. Well, thank you, Kathy and Stephanie. Um, so people can uh, find me just typing in my last name, G-U-T-R-O. Not many living people have it, <laughs> so I'm easy to find. And my first name is Rob. The most important thing I want to tell you about losing a pet is that, number one, they are always going to be around you. Number two, it is normal to grieve. And we sometimes we grieve more deeply for a pet than we do for a person because we are responsible for them. So, so don't feel like that's something odd. And number three, um, if you have to help your pet cross over and help put them to sleep, don't feel guilty about that either because they understand that you are doing an unconditional act of love. And that they're eternally grateful for it. So please don't feel guilty about that. My dog passed in 2005. He opened the door for me to communicate with pets. And I have been able to bring healing to many people through messages from their pets around the world. And that's, I think that's my higher purpose, really, not meteorology. <laughs> um, but I, I've written three books on pets in the afterlife, have two more coming. So it's Pets and the Afterlife. They're on Amazon. They're all under $10 because I believe in making them affordable to help as many people as I can. You'll find a lot of different ways. I would love to come back and talk to you about many more ways because there's some crazy stories. As I said, they're all on Amazon, paperback and ebook. Very cheap. I do do readings by email. If you go to PetSpirits.com, that's an alternative website. You can find out how I do readings. They're only $10 by email, and I do them on weekends. And and I just want to thank you both for having me. It's been really special. Thank you. I want to mention also that I saw on your Facebook page that you do a lot of um, donating and fundraising for, I, I don't know if it's just your local animal shelter, if you do others as well. I noticed that you've done some um, talks and everything, and um, the money 
for the the talks you you donated to animal shelters. So I just want everybody to know that as well because I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I came up with that idea about three or four years ago because I support so many animal rescues. And so what I do is if there's an animal rescue listening, um, <clears throat> I charge absolutely nothing. Um, I use my frequent flyer miles to get there. I've done talks up and down the East Coast from New Hampshire um, all, all the way down to Maryland and uh, looking at other states. I've been doing it for four years. I've raised thousands of dollars. I don't charge anything. And the proceeds that you charge as a rescue go all to help the animals. And I help grieving pet parents. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you. That's really great. And I know you've appeared on a number of podcasts as well, but we just feel so grateful that you had the time um, and could spend just, you know, this little bit of time with us. And again, you have an open invitation, whether you want to time it with another book that's releasing or whether you just want to tell us some stories. We are always, always ready to have you back. So listeners... I think it's that time, unfortunately. I always have to give you the reminder for self-care. Self-care is very important when you grieve. It's very easy to set yourself aside and try to do so many other things. But we advocate self-care and hope you all will listen to us and take our advice. Check out Rob's books. The price, you can't argue for better pricing on that. And with Christmas coming up, what a great gift for somebody who loves pets. It really is. You know, these are great, great memories. And, you know, and then when you think you can get a reading, too, of your pet for $10, where do you, where do you get that? I mean, check the prices of any other mediums. You're not going to find that. So check out Rob's information. We will, as, all, as we always do, have his information posted with our podcast episode, a part of the episode notes, and also on our website. If for some reason you just can't figure it out, feel free to send us an email and we'll put you in contact with Rob. So I think it's time that we say goodbye. We hope you'll come back to us next week as we all continue to live in grief. Thank you so much for listening with us today. Do you have a topic that you'd like us to cover or do you have a question from one of our episodes? please email us at info at asiliveandgrieve.com and let us know. We hope you will find a moment to leave a review, send an email, and share with others. Join us next time as we continue to live and grieve together.